great future. We're talking real money. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another exciting hour and edition and podcast of Talking Real Money. I am Don McDonald here in Florida. Tom is over there in Seattle and uh, in Washington State in the Pacific Northwest. And what we do is we hang out with you and we talk about money. We try to make it make uh, more sense for you. Easier to deal with, less confusing. Oh, I got to share a story with you, though, really quickly. Top of the hour break. Surprise there. Top of the hour break, I, I ran downstairs to say hi to my wife. Yeah. And the minute I got to the bottom of the stairs, I hear this music from the television area. And I heard the music and instantly I, I said, you're watching a Hallmark movie, aren't you? Oh, so she's not sitting there listening to the show. No, she never listens to the show, which is why not I can you, get away with some I of the stuff I do. Time. So me too, by the way. <laughs> we'd be in such trouble. No more trouble. boyfriend jokes. So, yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. You no, you have been making boyfriend jokes for as long it's, as I've cold known you. It's not funny. It's not funny. Um. So anyway, don't make them anymore. Um, okay. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. If you've got a question, we'd love to talk with you. In this hour, we're going to talk about real estate, one of your favorite topics, because everybody's got an opinion about real estate, and there aren't a lot of uh, well, the facts are lacking. And what got me talking about this or thinking about this was a piece in Money Magazine that listed the 10 states with the highest gains in home equity, not the prices of homes, but the gains in the money you have in your home, the extra money, the available cash. The price minus the cost of selling, minus the taxes, minus what you owe somebody else, that part. And this is just one year gain. This is a one year gain. Okay. Yep. In one year. I was year, surprised by the list, frankly. Hawaii. Hawaiian homes had an average gain in equity of $64,000 in well, one year. There, I can see why. I can see why, actually. Kind of sunny. Florida is number 10 on the list at 28000 California up 51000 Number two, Massachusetts That's... at number three up 45000 I, I was surprised, frankly. By Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and I got to be honest with you, I was shocked that Washington State is not on here. It's not on there. Well, because no. lately it's softened. Lately, in the area, it has. Okay. I mean, it, it's it hasn't been as high flying as it once was. But what was really interesting was their list of states with the highest amount of negative equity. Now, yeah. let's explain what negative equity is. Well, that's where when you do all the things I just mentioned, you end up with less than zero, right? I mean, it's you owe you, more on it than you, yeah, you're upside you down in the house. Yeah, right. Now that's hard to believe, but well, in well. one year, people lost. Uh, uh, well, uh, just a, a equity. Ton. They haven't yeah. lost it, but yeah, the mm-hmm. equity's gone down in Wisconsin by two point six percent. Even though Wisconsin is one of the states with the biggest rise in home equity, too which I find fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana was the worst at 6.1% decline. Iowa, I mean, the Midwest, home prices don't move around the way they do on the coast, but down 4.9, Oklahoma 4.1, North Dakota 3.7. You get the point there. Yeah, yeah I mean, the Midwest, the, 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 the yeah. flyover areas yeah. <laughs> tend to fare, have tended to fare the worst. So when overall, you say that real estate yeah. overall makes money, yeah. Well, that, and that's a good point because I consider since the time I bought my, now I bought my house literally at the previous peak. Yes, the summer you did. Of 2007. Literally, 2007, right at the top. 
get Tom in, and then right straight, it went. It was up, and then it went straight down for about two and a half or three years, pretty significantly, too. My neighbor had to get out of his uh, and, and lost money, had negative equity. But since then, frankly, it's been basically up, 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 and we had a few periods of tremendous growth. But I just, because I read this, I, I did the number. Mm-hmm. I've I, The price of my home, were I to sell it for what Zillow says it's worth today, which may or may not be able to do, is about twice what I paid for it. It's about a double in those 16 years. Okay? Yep. Right? Yep. That is only, I looked, I was, I was like, well, how much is that annually? That's only 4.6% a year. That's that right. Like that. I mean, it feels, oh, man, look at all this. But that's not that great a return when you look at everything else. Well, let me give you another number. This just to compare it. I did the same thing since you mentioned that. I took my house, which I purchased 25 years ago, and I'm at right at a triple in the value and that is a, get this, I bought it a better time than you, and that's just a flat 4% per year. Just 4% per year. So while these things are nice to live in, are they great investments overall? Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, A second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost, no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. While we love sharing things with you, and and we do, we do love sharing stories and anecdotes and financial information and great ideas that we run into and bad ideas that we want you to avoid like the plague, our favorite thing to do is to talk with you. Tis the season to talk money, so give us a call at 855-935-8255. That's pretty good. Wait, that was yeah, way too many. Keep, keep your day job. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying close. 855-935-TALK. That's it. That's the number. Okay? It's not really a number. It was a word at the end. Sorry, misspoke. Nate, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Nate? We know you're there. I hear you. Well, I hear his phone line. Is he asleep? I don't know that I actually hear him. No. You're right. We hear Nate, did you step away noise. from the phone? Nate, Nate, yeah. Nate is late. <laughs> oh, look at him being poetic. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to say, bye, Nate. Sorry. Um, give us a He's call again. He's got Oh, okay, it's just going down. Stop while you're it's ahead. very late. Uh, I'm sorry. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want, I, there's no need to debate. Just move on. <laughs> 
Watch out for the plate. So let's talk a little bit more about home equity. Yeah, this while is, we're it, on the this subject, is a fascinating topic because I think people we've 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 discussed this many times. Way they inflate the return of real estate generally. They well, do, we, yeah, we all, there's a lot of salespeople of involved. Estate. Yeah, I get it. You know, and I, I'm going to pick up my grandsons later today. My wife, my wife, my daughter might not let let them go if she's listening because she might say, "You hooked on real estate today," and that's why. I'm, okay, all right, you're making a you're making a living. I get that, but you got to be realistic. And as I said, to me, it does feel like I made a lot of money in 16 years to have a double, but really, you haven't. Well, Part two is you still have to sell the thing, right? I mean, to see what the price is on Zillow, that doesn't mean anything. You got to get that money, right? So, well, not only do you have to sell it, but then you got to find another place to live. That is, yes, that's a continuing issue. Um, But okay, but here you are. Perhaps the the issue that seems to arise generally for us is people come in and say, "Well, I have this million and a half dollar home," which, frankly, in Seattle is. You know, fine, but it's not outrageous. I owe half a million on it. And so I have all this money. Can't I live on that in retirement? So the question is, how to access that? Right. How do you access that? that Well, you ask the question, answer it. Okay. Well, a HELOC would be one. See, well, but... I didn't say it's perfect. I said it's a possibility. That's one way to do it, right? right, You could. Home equity line of credit. Um, not ideal today when you're probably looking at what ten percent or something. I guess that's what I'm. That's money. what I'm checking. Uh, you could you could refinance the note you have on it, which is lousy timing. Again, I get it because uh, I think you're still looking at six and a half seven percent to borrow money on a mortgage today too. Um, and then there's our least favorite, but for some people the only way they can finance retirement, and that is a reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, but there there are issues with resort. that. Oh yeah, there's none of these are perfect. I'm just I saying know. these are ways okay. you could get at that money, which for many people is substantial. It, it truly is. I, we understand all that. Uh, I had difficulty saving for whatever whatever reason. I paid down my house a little bit. Now I got all this money there, etc. So a HELOC, refinance or reverse are ways that you could access home equity in uh, in retirement ways to get at it yeah now i did look up heloc rates the average heloc rate right now and these are usually they're always adjustable Uh, i mean for all intents and purposes these are going to be adjustable rate second mortgages uh and so we're talking about 10 plus percent for the average yeah and Mm. up until very recently that would be outrageously expensive money but you know today hmm, companies are borrowing it at over 10. but it still isn't it's the 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 fact of the matter is that accessing that money is going to be costly it's going to be complicated Mm -hmm. uh that's one of the reasons why today in this environment right now renting is a more sensible decision financial decision than buying it's it's cheaper to rent than it is to own hate that people hate that though i know they hate that but i want to own part of the action i want to be in i want to be in there i want to be part of all i mean the difference the wall street journal just did a a a a, a paper on this two thousand dollars a two thousand dollar rent is going to cost you three thousand in home ownership but if you go out to the if you go out and ask people out of the two thousand people you're going to get 1900 and say i'd rather own than rent 
even it's though it's fifty percent more expensive. It's, they're just going to. I'd rather be an owner, man. I don't want to be a renter. Then Give what the that money. tells you is it is an emotional decision. Yeah. Oh, I think not it is. a financial one. I think it is. If you want to make the smartest financial decision for your future, even at, let's say retirement, it's better yeah. to sell that house right now. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, and this is a great time to do exactly. it. Exactly. This is a, we we haven't high, seen as good a time inventory. ever. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, this would be the time to sell. I mean, the other thing about renting is just think in my situation, if I was just renting my house, mm-hmm. no above ground pool for sure, right? You oh, you mean the the WTP? <laughs> they wouldn't let me have. I'm teasing. Yeah, they wouldn't let me have that. So, but yeah, I, you're right. The fourth part of Getting the equity out of your home in retirement would be selling. Yeah. But right. now let's yeah. think about your home for a moment. <laughs> yes. Um, if if you sold your house today. area for your silver bullet. If you, but if you sold your house today, yeah. uh, you, you have a ton of equity. You could yeah. walk in to a nice community, get a nice three-bedroom apartment, and probably get it for $3,500 a month. That sounds low, but it, you could be right. I don't know. No, I mean, know. if you stay out in the the woods, like you already ah. live in the woods. <laughs> see. They built par- apartments out there? Sometimes, you know, speculators, okay. <laughs> real estate uh, investment trusts. from Canada sneaking over during the night or something? But the reality is having equity in your home, and that's really what we're talking about, is is a mixed blessing. Because it is hard to get to. Yeah. It's not a. It's not when we say I, my net worth, and you add in the seven hundred thousand dollars you have in equity in your house. Yep. Well, is that really part of your net worth if you don't plan no, don't to sell the house? I don't think it is. I think you have to set that aside. Yeah. Uh, the other part is this is another reason not to, and I know it's a bad habit of all of ours. Was until for me until about a year ago to pay down the mortgage faster. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're limiting. Oh the yeah. No. 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 No, and if you're, as I just pointed out, the return has been less than a mix of stocks and bonds over the long haul. If you're like us, and you got one of those two and a half, three, three and a half, four, four and a half, five percent mortgages, yeah, why would you pay that down? I know, I know. It's just it's emotional. It just feel good. Throw another thousand at it. Boom. Yeah, yeah because they. This is not like the 1930s when you had more mortgage burning parties. You know, well, so that the, even you and I can't remember the 1930s. Okay, no, so. no, but but or the 40s, or even maybe the okay. 50s. When, but you know, back in the 30s, it was the evil banker with the uh, the mustache that he twirled. <laughs> and the Monopoly game. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, give us a call, 855-935-TALK. We'll talk about anything that's money-oriented, your real estate, your investment portfolio, your retirement, your kids, your future college plans for those, your future retirement plans, and a whole lot more. 855-935-TALK. It's really easy. I'm Don. That's Tom. Don't go away. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Oh, it's interesting. The average HELOC rate just two years ago, just two years ago, four. Six? Four. Four. 855-935-TALK. That is our phone number. Give us a call. And uh, Nate is back. We've got Nate back. Nate, welcome to the show. Yeah. 
Always there. Hey, it's great to be back, guys. Hey, it's good, good to have you back, well, Nate. Oh, we missed God. you. We missed you. Yeah, we really did. What's up? Oh, I'm sure I missed you guys, too. Hey, love the show. You guys give great information and especially appreciate the banter. It's terrific. I've got two questions for you. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I wanted to register for Retire Meet 2024. But I live in Virginia, so I have to attend virtually. But when I went to the website, I didn't see anything about uh, connecting in virtually. So I was wondering how that would work. Well, Nate, that, that's Nate, a- here's the deal. Yeah. Yes, it will be available right now. The powers that be have decided it makes more sense to just promote the local event and get people to show up. But later, it'll be open for everybody online. So. And it'll be free. Oh, I'm not supposed to tell okay. people. Don't say no. It won't be free to go to it in Bellevue, but it'll be free to attend virtually. So stand by. Okay, my lips are sealed. All right, now for my second question. You often speak about finding a 100% fiduciary advisor, and I believe that's absolutely crucial. But I guess my question is, when I think of a 100% fiduciary, that's somebody who's working in the best interest of a client. And that, I would think, should go just beyond the financial to also include their uh, psychological well-being, their emotional well-being. And I was wondering if somebody was experiencing anxiety about their future situation, their finances, despite being given education, being given information if perhaps it's just their nature if talking with them about a uh, single payment immediate annuity might be something that still could be considered under the 100 percent fiduciary umbrella of course absolutely we agree because that's the key you see i and i've held for a very long time that the that the financial knowledge is not the most important factor in a uh, financial advisor client relationship it that a financial advisor is really a financial psychologist uh more more than anything else it, 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 it there's so much talking off the ledge that needs you're, to you're, happen you need to know your client you need to build a plan that works for your client and then here's the tough part you need to keep them on that path because many times when things get good, like they like they've been the last six weeks, people say, "Oh, I want to buy that." Nope, that's not part of the plan. Or when things get ugly, oh, I got to get rid of that. Nope, that's not how it works. So you're absolutely right. And then when it comes to someone, there are people, and we've said this is the exception to our hatred of annuity rule. The exception is someone who needs and cannot stand any outcome other than absolute certainty as to the check coming in every single month, or as close to absolute as we can get, of course, considering you're dealing with a private insurance company that could fail and it, the, 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 the backstops could fail too, but it's relatively safe. There are immediate annuities that are yeah. non-commissioned that uh, that advisors can can find someone to help a client put together you still need to remember when you buy that immediate annuity if, if there's no commission that's even better but remember you're they're still giving you your money back for the first 16 or 17 years you don't get theirs for a long time mm. if you're okay with that you just want to live with it as don said guarantee take it 
But that's a rare situation, Nate. That would be a rare situation. That would be after an advisor has already gone through every single method they have at their disposal to show the client that going without it is financially likely better for the client, likely. Uh, but yeah. but there are a lot of unknowns, and there are certain people there. I think they're rare who have to have that absolute certainty, but they exist. Nothing in life is a hundred percent, or frankly, they feel like having it's been through a lot. Yeah, yeah, I haven't found it yet, but I hope somebody does. Normal life. Yeah. I wish them well. Good luck finding it. Thank you for your call, Nate. Thank Great you, stuff. Nate. We appreciate you. Eight five five nine three five talk. That's our phone number. It's really easy, and we really, really, really love talking with you. So. Give us a call this holiday season, or if you're listening to this after the holidays, this non-holiday season. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Look, Tom, Santa brought what I asked for for Christmas. That is funny, I gotta say. Oh, oh! You mean the picture I sent you? Yeah, the picture. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a thing on Facebook. That, my yeah. my sister po- posted it, and it's a it's a silhouette of a camel. But if you look yes. at it the right way, if, it if looks. Somebody suggests. Something, yeah, if somebody suggests yeah. it, yeah. it looks yeah. like a grandmother who fell forward while cam- yeah. while gardening so into it's the. A little grass. unkind in that regard, but it is quite funny. It is I'll funny. Say that. Anyway, no. What I was going to say is, we got our ah. Christmas wish. We asked for callers. And Santa brought them. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And Bo, you oh, are on the show. Can we say it? Can we say it? What? Bo knows the show? Oh, sorry. No, that was okay. bad. Okay. Hi, <laughs> hi, Bo. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can. Can you hear Tom? I hope not. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. I mean, I listen to you guys, and I, and I will never call that show, man. That's a bunch of old people. But then I turned 61 and a half now. Oh, jeez. Um, wait, wait, standing. dude. You're you almost as to, old as we are. Don't you, you give me that old people thing. Dial a oh. phone and everything. Well done, sir. Okay, good. Oh, I'm not speaking to right, you. So, take so this call, Tom. I was kind of interested in. Yeah. <laughs> you go, Bo. Go I'm ahead. I'm sorry for hurting that one feeling. That you got. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. That's all I have left at this age. All right. Oh, uh, I'm going in my booth got, now. Yeah, lock the outside. All right. First of all, in listening to you guys while I'm on hold, you, you mentioned HELOC, and I gotta say, I think the HELOC's uh, really something. I mean, you mentioned a house, your house that's gone up, mine too. Uh, you know, I, my house is worth. 615 to 675 and I owe 220. So I went to the HELOC people. Shoot, you guys. They gave me $220,000, no questions asked. All I do is pay the interest payment on it. So then I figured out how to loan that money. You know, there's hard money and soft money. Loan that money to a construction buddy of mine. He does the work. We end up paying it off. A way to make money on your house. And not pay taxes on it. Now, I'm sorry. Did I say that taxes? Oh, oh yeah. That, that last yeah, part, yeah. that's illegal. We know your number, Bo. We're giving <laughs> right, it out right. here soon. So but, 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 Bo, but, Bo. But he locks good. I like the what if his What if his real estate business Blows goes up. bad? He's four years older than me, and, and he's lost a million dollars three times. 
So I have faith in him. Yeah, that that uh no, he's really good at what he does. Yeah, so Wait we, a minute. We do mommy mama Don't go there, Tom. Don't yeah, go. Yeah, let yeah, it let it go. Let it go. Just let it rest. Good. Let's so, just Now, let me say the next part. Yes. Next part. Yeah. All right, so I got a 401k. So that was house money. So I got a 401k and on the little website and I I don't want to mention any competitors or whatever. You can mention competitors. We don't care. care. We live in America. All right. All right. All right. America. Voya.com is my people. Yeah, yeah, we're familiar. Calculator on there. Mm -hmm. How old you are, what percentage you put in, what you estimate you're going to make on that. Boom, boom. And at 62, I'm kind of skinny. At 65, I'm fat. I mean, P-H-A-T, fat. All right, so I'm going to stay till 65. Now I went to my stock guy or my my 401k guy, and he doesn't manage my stuff. And he goes, "Oh, you're very aggressively invested." Well, this year I've made 22 percent on my 401k. It's gone up ninety thousand dollars. So, and then he says, "He goes, I go, should I, you know, should I back off?" He goes, "The damage has been done. You, you." No, you'd, you'd just be giving away money to back off now. And I honestly believe that every three years, it's a cycle, all right? So I'm not too late or too early to start thinking about that between 62 and 65. I want to hear what you say. Well, okay, first of all, to make 22% this year, the Standard & Poor's 500, the index of the largest companies in America is up 25%. So 22 is not outrageous. A globally diversified portfolio is up about 15%. So what you've done is not outrageous. I have no under idea what this person at Voya is talking about when they no, say no. you've already inflicted the damage. No, that's the, no 401k the, that's the 401k guy. That's the 401k guy. You're getting your it's character. It's run by Voya. It's run by Voya. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's run by Voya. Well, it's run by them, but but he he manages our company's four hundred one k. Yeah. Plan. Well, the fact of the matter is, your company is doing you a disservice by using someone who's as expensive as Voya is. The other thing is, twenty two percent you can't count on. What you can count on is a lot lower than that. Eight five five nine three five talk. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So, scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Can I finish up with Bo first before we move on to Dave's not here? Is that okay? Because whatever, whatever. Okay, here's the do here's what thing you about need Bo, to do. Which I love. I love his spirit, by the way. I do. Um, first of all, I never, ever, ever recommend you borrow money to then invest that money. 
Yeah, this is oh wait, no, 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 no. Late nineties, people were doing this too. They're doing uh, excuse me, and see, putting you, in the market. You et cetera, did, et you did, you you did the absolutism statement again. Yeah, never, okay. never. Okay, have we said in the past? Excuse me, have we said in the past? If you have a two percent mortgage, don't pay it off. Keep it in your investment portfolio. Same thing. Is that the same thing? Yep. To go out and borrow money? Because you're borrowing you're... money mm, when you could have paid off your house. So you're, okay. Yeah. Okay. All so right, don't say never Number ever, two. but yeah, yeah, to pay 10% to invest in. Right. And, then, and then make twice that because the loans. Um, number two, in terms of his 401k, um, if he's all in stocks, which it sounds like he may well be, and mm-hmm. he's going to access this money in three years, he should have a few bonds in there. I'll just say that. I think that's a good thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. That makes absolute yeah. sense. A hundred percent, absolutely, okay. all the time. That makes sense. I'm glad for that. The other one, I don't know. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And as Tom alluded, Dave is here. Dave, welcome to Talking Real Money. Dave? Hello? Hey, Dave. Yes. What's up? Can you hear You're me? on. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, so I was just uh, wanted to ask, you guys talk about that it's not good, it's better to rent than buy, uh, and you sort of equate them um, straight across, but there's a couple of problems. One is when you buy, you're not putting all the money down, you're, you're leveraged, so the value of your home goes up is leveraged. And then, uh, two, if you're renting, uh, we have no equity, so it's all just floated down the river where when you're buying, free your paying interest to the bank, but at least you're getting some equity out of it. So it seems like the calculation is a little more complicated than just straight across, well, $2,000 versus $3,000 a month, right? It really isn't, actually, though, because the money you're not putting down and the money you're not paying toward the mortgage, you should be investing in something that may have a better rate of return than what both of us calculated on our homes, our rate of return that was do- on re- that was dollar on dollar, that was the true rate of return on the money we put in was right around four percent per year. Over and boy, it's a long period for Tom. It was sixteen for me. It's twenty five years. But you live somewhere. You would have to live somewhere, so you have to pay rent. So mm-hmm. then you would have paid all that much in rent. You're saying the difference of the thousand dollars a month between renting and buying, and then the equity you got out of that versus the money you just would have uh, lost by uh, renting. But and but also, but but what I'm saying is if 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 I'm paying tax. if I'm paying two thousand a month in rent, let's just use these numbers because that's what the Wall Street Journal used. I'm renting for two thousand dollars a month versus buying for three thousand dollars a month. The money that I wouldn't have put down. First, we'll start with that, my 20% down or whatever. That can be in an investment portfolio that could be making 8 10% per year conceivably. Plus the 1000 a month, instead of putting it into the house, I should be putting that into my 401k or my IRA that, again, could make could conceivably make double-digit amounts, whereas home prices over 100 years. 100, we got more data on home prices than we do on anything. The average annual return on homes has actually been pretty pathetic. Interesting. Uh, all right. Yeah, by the way, these are not our numbers. Yeah, these are we numbers didn't make the these Wall up. <laughs> we, we didn't come up with it. because, And we have no hatred of home ownership because we're both homeowners. Have been, I've been a homeowner for, I was like, 
45 years. It's a long time. So mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. Anyway, so but for the reason, the reason, and thank you for your call, Dave, the reason that Don and I own homes today, I think, is we like living there. I like living where I live. It totally is a lifestyle yeah, decision. It is. So and and so that we're just trying to make that point. And this is a weird shift in a way now due to interest rates that makes it even unprofitable. That's what the journal was trying to get at. Now, mm-hmm. in this environment, just doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint. I get it psychologically. There's a lot of other reasons people want to own homes, part of a community. That's sort of, totally get that. That's not what our argument is. Yeah, that's Nor that's the that's the reason I'm never getting my wife out of this house is the community. <laughs> really, it's the community. To, no, she loves it. She loves her friends there. Built a nice, nice life. So, yeah. kind of so, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, we're not me, saying we're not saying houses stink. We're just saying fin- there is. We talk about two different things, and we do this regularly. There's the emotional, and there's the fiscal, and the two rarely meet up comfortably. There's there's a lot of discomfort associated with the right fiscal decisions. For example, the right fiscal decision for an investor is to invest in, has been in the past, to invest in equities. That would have been the right financial decision, but a diversified portfolio to avoid the big mistakes. But that's an uncomfortable thing to do. Because you, at some point, could find yourself at 50% less than what you had not long before. That's the issue, right? And I would put it again, we talked about this last week, but in dollars. Yeah, please do it in dollars. Yeah. If you have a 401k when you're 33 years old, it's $300,000. And then a few months later, it's 150000 You okay with that? Ouch. Most people are not. That's all. So. And we know that from the asking, literally asking in person thousands of people. Well, no, Raise your hands. Asking, How many of you no. are comfortable losing? Half of your million dollars. It just we rarely got a hand there. But I've talked to people on the phone, clients, when they're down twenty percent and want to quit, and yeah. or when the situation is it's different this time because it's the pandemic, or it's different this time because it's the election, or it's different this time because it's a war. I'm like, no, all those things have happened. But people, nah, I gotta, then I got to do something. I got to get out of these stocks. That's the issue we're talking about. Yeah, the reality is there will always be a reason to do or not to do something. Mm-hmm. And you can make all kinds of excuses. You can, you, you but you have to have, this is where the discipline of all of this comes into play. You have to do the things that are best for you, despite your judgment, your, your what's the best word for it? Your instincts. Yeah, that's the word. Your instincts going against it. All the way back to thousands of years ago. We know it's just, it's all wired into our brain. Jason Zweig wrote that beautiful book, Your Money and Your Brain. You want to you want to understand the decisions you make? Read that book. Yeah, it, that it is a truly right like, maybe yep, right one of the best yep. investing books ever it written. It is. Cuz you then you go, "Ah, yeah, I remember. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I see why I think this." So it's and it's an important thing to know about yourself. I will say that. Yeah, it's kind of people do. It's kind of sad that after all these years, we finally learned that all we are is just a cellular computer. We are. We're a cellular computer with a computer code inside of us, which is our DNA telling us how we're going to do what? Man. 
and I had to learn this week that I'm closer to the Neanderthals than I thought. That you are, hurt. yeah. Actually, well, you really, know, and when I looked at that picture that the Wall Street Journal had <laughs> of a Neanderthal, the there? Like I went, pretty close. you know, yeah. except for the the formerly blonde hair, it uh, kind <laughs> kind of looked a little now like. You're really hurt anyway, the story the story is now you have ahead. to tell what yeah. the story is that Which, people. Oh, this is also people, from the journal. Yeah. People who get up early, early yeah. risers tend to have more yeah. Neanderthal genes in them yeah. than do Sorry late risers. Because us late risers, we were the the Neanderthals had to get up early to go out in the woods and catch some things before the smart yep. people came out and killed the Neanderthals. Eight five five nine three five talk. Tom and Don are talking real money for your real life and real future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello again. Welcome back to our little program. I'm Don. That's Tom. And uh, he still has his mic on on the FaceTime. No, I turned it off. No, it's on. Neanderthal. No, it's off now. I I turned it off. I just heard you, but then, okay, never mind. Little Neanderthal brain. Uh, We have a question that actually came in off the air. Somebody did not want to go on the air and ask this question, so I'm going to ask it of you. I think that you can nail this one, because I want to give you something to make you feel a little more confident in yourself. Sloped forehead or not. Yeah, sloped forehead or not. Yeah, okay. What is the difference between points and percents? Percentages. I don't know. No, it's think about it. Oh, okay, like points. Like 100 points. What's 100 points? B- basis points. They're talking about basis talking about. points. Oh, basis, basis points. I don't know how to describe a basis point as, unless it's in like a percentage. Well, I wouldn't know how to it's a, it ha- that. That's what I'm saying. Okay, a ba- just go I thought this was going to be easy for you. I know. Well, a basis point I should be is, out chasing deer or something. A basis point <laughs> is one one hundredth okay, of a go. percent. All right. A hundred basis points is one. 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 That's right. Okay. Yeah. Two hundred basis points is. What you're asking for. Two percent. Yeah. Okay. So okay. a base basis points are just another way of expressing percentages. Basically, there is no difference. They're the same. It's just a different way of, of expressing it. Because it's confusing. I agree. It's what yeah, we do in this talking. stupid industry. I know. We Let's create so confusing hard. things, which is why we try to avoid it. But every once in a while, we fall into the jargon trap, like everybody else. When you're in a business for a while, you'll 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 say the jargon because you think everybody knows it. And one of the things you need to call us on once in a while is if we get too jargony. Say no, 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 no. Back to the English language. You know, we need to talk. Yeah. You need to talk to us like we don't know anything about money, which most people don't. But if you want to learn more about money, boy, do we have the opportunity of the year, and it's coming up only once a year. And we get Don out of his booth, out of Florida, to come to Bellevue for retirement. This is the tenth year. I know, I know, I know, I know. And 10 years ago, well, 11 years ago, Tom, nine and 10, yeah, almost 11. Tom ten, told me this was not going to work. Well, I, I, I will publicly admit that I was Neanderthal. wrong. I was wrong. That's so another, that's day, more proof. Yeah. That's a good point. One day, yeah. we talk all things retirement, financial, housing, healthcare, estate, all in person in Bellevue. Some of the top people, including Paul. Herb Weiss, Paul Paul, Don, Paul Merriman, pardon yeah. me. They're all there. And yeah. um, right now, if you sign up really early, like right now, because the event's not till the 24th of February, 
then you get a Talking Real Money mug of which you can drink coffee out at the event. And a discount. Yeah, they get the early board discount. So get those tickets now. Retire meat. That's two E's. No, com. no. It's also. I don't know if that's worked. I, it tried. works. Did I you, checked. Oh, it does. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Meat, so even if you, you even steak. if you think yeah. even if you think that it's all about getting meat in when you get older, I want to retire with meat. M E A T. Type that in. It also works. So you can retire with meat, or you can meet the future of your dreams at the Retire Meat Ten. Ten. Unbelievable. We can't Join be. Us. We are that old. Darn it. I know. So anyway, go to retiremeet.com if you want to learn more about us and the show and the podcasts and all that cool stuff. And you want to, if you want to meet with one of our advisors, just go to talkingrealmoney.com, talkingrealmoney.com. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. And the lawyers get richer.